Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Happy Easter, Amy. Happy Easter to you. Big weekend. Yeah, I know we're recording this on Good Friday. Yes. Um, not the happiest of days, but a, but a good Friday nonetheless. And, you know, Easter's here, got a day off from work. Uh, because we both work at Christian institutions. My kids are off from school for a spring holiday, in quotes there. Very nice. Yeah, Drew's been on Drew's been on spring break this week. So a good family weekend lined up here, and going to try to find an Easter egg hunt tomorrow for the, the little ones here in the neighborhood. I think we have one here in the neighborhood tomorrow, and hopefully some good weather and have a good Easter. Yeah, I hope so. To, to, now, uh, today, Good Friday in the triangle we have some very bad storms on the way they're not here yet but they are yeah they came through here last night yeah so we're we're waiting we're waiting for that drew and i have uh, tickets to see anastasia in durham tonight and so i'm just hoping that the storms aren't so bad that it's a pain getting ourselves there but we'll see now that's the russian princess one correct yes okay so I have not seen that one. That's I think that's a there's a movie about that, but I, I have not seen that movie. Yeah, but I just know this. Yeah, kind of the an, basics of the story. Yeah, animated. There was an animated movie years ago, and I think that mm. this show has the so- same songs from that. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I, my my Hamilton countdown is on. I'm about yeah forty days out. Very nice. You're going about in forty days going out. Going in Chicago. That's where I am. Very nice. Yes. My my oldest son just turned 15, and for his 15th birthday, we told him, you know, father-son trip, you pick the the thing, whatever you want to do. And he's like, hey, let's go to Chicago and see Hamilton. Like, Very no cool. No arguments from your father for that. Very so cool. So I'm excited about we that. So it. Memorial Day weekend, we're headed up to Chicago to catch Hamilton. Nice. And I am pumped. Nice. And now, Amy, we'll get to the news here in just a minute, but the big news this week coming out of Louisville, Kentucky, where the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. Those gospel leaders that they're training, Amy, they've got three new ones up there, Matt Hall, Dustin Bruce, and Paul Aiken all appointed to new academic positions at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah, big announcement. So uh, Matthew Hall is the new provost and senior vice president for academic administration. Uh, that was And a good friend of the pod, too, yes, by the way. Yes, very much so. We've and that, that was the spot that was left by Randy Stinson when he went to be provost at Southwestern. Paul Aiken, the new dean of the Billy Graham School for Missions, Evangelism, and Ministry. That was the position Adam Greenway was in. And then uh, Matthew Hall moving to provost opened up a spot at Boyce. And Dustin Bruce is the new dean of Boyce College. So big announcement, three all at, at one time. Uh, obviously, as we said, Matthew Hall has been there, been serving at Boyce College. Paul Aiken is leaving the International Mission Board, where he has been serving in the area of mobilization. And then Dustin Bruce, who was at Southern Seminary for uh, years working there, he's been at the University of Mobile and will be coming back to Louisville. So that was a huge announcement from their trustee meeting. Yes, and also they elected three faculty members. Matthew Hall is going to be the assistant professor of church history. Amon Ibrahim as the Bill and Connie Jenkins Professor of Islamic Studies, and John Klassen as the Associate Professor of Global Studies. 
and they promoted Michael Wilder to professor of Christian leadership and Matthew Hall to associate professor of church history. All right, Amy, explain this. We're getting to the seminary world, which Jonathan doesn't understand. Right. So there are two processes that happen in the spring, uh, typically in in seminaries, and that's election and promotion. And most of the time, you don't have someone going through those processes at the same time so that you don't have this confusion, but they, they have to walk all the way through. And so it looks like Matthew Hall was walking through them simultaneously. So when the vote was made for his election, he was being elected in whatever level he was in. So that was his current title. But he also, uh, it looks like, went through the promotion process and got promoted to associate professor. So essentially, he is associate professor now, and he is being elected. But just to walk through sort of the official processes and how the, the vote happened, it, that's what I'm understanding I wasn't there, but having lived in this world and then seeing how that news release, I know that could could be a little confusing, but you got to be official with what the motions actually were and and what happened. Maybe there are two Matthew Halls. I don't think so. I think he's just, yeah, he's associate professor now and he's been elected. Uh, So I think that means he'll get to sign the abstract and all that uh, on on stage. Well, it makes sense. Right. All right. Well, so congratulations to them. You know, we've had Matt on the uh, on the podcast before, so great to see him get that promotion as the provost at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Three young leaders to new positions there at the seminary. Uh, also, the trustees approved an operating budget of more than $53 million at Southern Seminary, which is just a staggering number, Amy, and also granted sabbatical leaves to... Jonathan Pennington, Greg Allison, Jonathan Arnold, Peter Gentry, Daniel Gertner, Timothy Paul Jones, and Jarvis Williams. So I guess Gentry, he needed a sabbatical to celebrate his March SBTS Madness win. Right. And, and Dr. And Greg Allison, Allison needed he's one got more books to, to write. To console himself, yes, and to write more books. So yeah. one year, I think we're getting to the point where it's going to be, they'll have a Sibbets Madness and an Allison Madness. That's pretty And it'll funny. be all the Greg Allison books. Yes. He's a machine. Yes, he is. He is. So uh, congratulations to all those elected to the faculty and uh, all the best on the sabbatical leave. So I'm interested to see what they come up with during their sabbatical. Over to NAM, Amy. All right. So we've been hearing the SIN conference coming in 2020 where they were planning to have, you know, one big event in Atlanta. I was kind of pumped for it. I really enjoyed the one they had here in Nashville a couple years ago. We've pivoted and now they're going to have 70 events throughout North America beginning this fall. And it's going to give them the ability really to do, instead of doing one event for 18,000, they could reach 200,000 or more by doing 70 smaller events around the country. So uh, a bigger spread and, and more impact. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. So what I'm curious about is, you know, they, they did a tour a few years ago that was basically a small tour that was to lead up to the big conference. So I remember when there was a Sin North America tour, but it was really to kind of get people. It was a feeder to get people coming to the main one. But this is a tour. Like they're really bringing it to places. So these are going to be even bigger because we host, we were a host. There was a, um, a Send event. It was one night, but this will be even bigger. So I'm, I can't wait to see what all they do. In these. Yeah, well, this, this I think, accomplishes a few things. And I don't know all the details. So if, if I get one of these wrong, Dr. Ezel, 
Sorry. But I, I do know they have three different tracks that they're going to be pushing out there. There's going to be a Send Evangelism Tour, a Send Network, you know, church planning tour, okay. and then a Send Relief Tour. Okay. So the three different areas that that NAM is really focused on, they'll each have their own kind of tour. Got and it. And then they'll be able to to go around and do these different things. And, and they're coming to you. So it costs you less to go because these are either be nominal or free. I'm not sure the cost, if there right. is a cost on these. And I'm within not, driving distance, hopefully. Yeah. For a lot. So you won't have the, the expense that it would take for you to go to Atlanta next year because, and this may be a little unfair to some people, but some people would have to choose either the SBC annual meeting or SEND next year. Right. They, they probably, you know, especially if you live in, you know, Wichita, Kansas, you're not, you're serving at a church of 300 people. You probably don't have the budget to go to both the annual meeting and to SEND conference. Right. You know, one in Orlando, one in Atlanta. You probably just don't have the budget for it. So this allows people from all over the country to be involved in what's going on with NAM and with SEND and also still be able to come to the annual meeting in Orlando because it's going to be awesome and because decisions are made. By those who show up. That's right. We like you showing up to the annual meeting and you could go to the events at the, for the SEND conference in 2020 as well. So Information on that at send2020.com. There's not a whole lot of information out there right now. They're, they're still working on the, the locations and the hosts and everything. So they've said they already have 18 locations for the events. They're excited. I'm excited for this. I think this is a fantastic idea and a much better way to reach a lot of Southern Baptists because, you know, the SEND event's not just for leaders. It's for you to bring a bunch of people to get them involved in what North American Mission Board and even IMB, the past end events have been kind of combined uh, for what they're doing. So I'm excited. Can't wait to see what happens over the next 18 to 24 months. Sounds great. Speaking of the annual meeting, not next year's, but this year's, Amy, the 2019 Credentials Committee has been announced. It has. So we got the announcement for the chair and co-chair a few weeks back. But now we have the entire committee. Betsy Gomez, uh, we, we had already said, is the chairperson. And Muche Ukegbu from Miami will be the vice chair. Other committee members, they're all over the country. There's a lot of men and women uh, on this. So there are around two dozen people here. We'll, we'll put the link in the show notes so you can see the entire list. Uh, but it looks like folks from, you know, all over the place, men, women, uh, a lot of different people contributing. I think this is going to be a good group. Yeah, a, a very diverse group of Southern Baptists and thank them for their service to the Southern Baptist Convention and look forward to seeing some of them as I register at four o'clock on Sunday afternoon, June the 9th, Amy. Yes. Because that's that's when registration that, typically opens. That is when registration opens. A lot of times that, that line will really be built up on Sunday afternoon, but Monday is is the time when it gets really crowded. So as soon as as soon as it opens up or as soon as you get there, hit that registration line and you'll get to meet some of these great people. Exactly. All right. Another news item from the annual meeting. J.D. Greer will be nominated for a second term as SBC president by K. Marshall Williams. Yeah, so K. Marshall Williams is the pastor of Nazarene Baptist Church in Philadelphia, and he released a statement that he intends to nominate Pastor Greer. He said, in these troublesome and turbulent times, we need a pastor, preacher, prophet that will stand in the gap and lead with confident, consistent, convictional, Christocentric, courageous courtesy. 
Uh, he loves alliteration. He does, and I love it. Yeah, I a, absolutely. That's love a it. fabulous sentence. I need to give that to Mary, like for English or something like that, and say, break this down. But he gave written comments to BP, and of course, all the the details and the stats are in the story, as always, about the summit. Of course, this is this is not an abnormal thing. We typically have this where someone is nominated for a second term as SBC president, but these announcements are incredibly important nonetheless because Southern Baptists need to know who they are coming to consider for SBC president. And so this is our first officer nomination. Yes, it is. And now that we have a presidential nomination, I would expect us to start seeing other nominations moving forward. I think Easter being kind of far back in the calendar and it being an quote unquote off year for elections. Right. Uh, things have been a little bit slower this year than typical. Uh, so, you know, I think after this Sunday, you know, Monday, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Monday, it's 50 days out from the convention, Amy. 50 days. Yeah. We're, I think we're about we're to see 50 a days. flood of annual meeting yes. news. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of uh, discussions uh back and forth with BP and potential candidates, I think, over the next few weeks. So uh, be a lot of news coming in that direction. Some congratulations are in order. Nick Floyd has uh, been nominated as the new pastor at Cross Church, taking the position of his father, Ronnie Floyd, who has been elected to the president and CEO role for the executive committee. So Ronnie is moving to Nashville, and Nick, who has been leading the Cross Church Fayetteville campus and the teaching pastor there, is going to take over Cross Church as the senior pastor of the four campuses uh, that are at Cross Church. So congratulations to Nick. And then also some awards, Amy. Folks, you're listening to a award-winning podcast. I just want you to know. Uh, But BP garnered some BCA awards this past week. I think you won some at uh, Southeastern. And this podcast won third place in best podcast episode for our annual meeting coverage last year. How about that? Yeah, so this it was for our wrap-up that we do every year, and so that was exciting. It was kind of fun to see that, uh, and our team at Southeastern did win some awards. Always proud of the designers and the uh, photography, the writers, you know, e- everyone who participates in that. Uh, usually, I'm just kind of cheering on my team. They're the ones in these professional spots that do, so it was kind of fun to see uh, to see us get in there. That was that was pretty neat. So congratulations to all these award winners and congratulations to us, Amy. Yes, yes. And I, I want to say hats off to one award winner in this. And I think we should put a link in the show notes for this because I've been showing this to people all week that didn't know about it. Washita Baptist University oh. in Arkansas got a t- they got yes. se- several awards, very well deserved. And um but the one that they got for they I think they won it for video, they got it for the the It's like short form right, promotional video it, or right, something like something that. Something like that. And they got a, a big award for interactive communications. Is their their video uh that was kind of doing a little bit of a tease that was kind of teasing the regular mispronunciation of their name and it is fantastic. I love this video. It's great. It's great branding. Uh, it's self-deprecating, but it also tells you who the school is. It's just, it's really, yeah. really good. And you don't forget the name after you, that. You don't. So, which is how I, how I even said it right. Washita. And so I think we should throw that in the show notes because everyone deserved the BCA awards. 
but that's the one that I just keep coming back to that I just love. It's it's my favorite thing in Baptist communications from the last year. Well, we won an award too, Amy. You didn't. You didn't. Well, other than our, us, favorite? I mean, that was my okay. favorite. But okay, that works. But I felt bad for a second. Yeah, but hats off to Washita. Yes, and and growing up in Louisiana, there's a Washita Parish, so I've always. You always knew how to, how to say, say it, but word. not everyone does. And they used Siri uh, with the, the iPhone in the video. It's really great. So go to the show notes and check that out. I think we should drop that in. They win our award. We have one award for communication, and we give it to Washita. Okay. I didn't get a vote in that, but all right. Sounds yes. good. All right. That's going to do it for the news and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. So I want to go to 1958 uh, to the... Baptist Press issue from April 19th, where if you go uh, almost all the way down, so the next to last story seems really small, and it says 390 acre purchase for college okayed, and it's a very short release that the executive committee of the Union Baptist Association in Houston had been authorized to purchase 390.6 acres of land as a site for a new Baptist Junior College, uh, that they passed three resolutions affecting the contract, uh, the per- that was the purchase of the land, borrowing of the money, and then reselling 180 acres of it, that that resale would pay for all the land that had been purchased. And then they would start a financial drive uh, to raise money for building and endowment funds. This, uh, it looks like that uh, that that had been stipulated through the BGCT with the with the plan to open a college in 1960, and as soon as they could get enrollment faculty and finances together to start a four year program. And I'm going to guess that you know, as we've been talking about it, what this purchase ultimately became, and that's Houston Baptist University. Yeah, I was going to say it's in Houston. Right, it's a Baptist university, so I, I narrowed it down. Yes, my powers of deduction. Yes, so I'm throwing in here, I I threw in a link to the Baptist Press issue, but also to a page uh, in the 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 web version of Houston Baptist Catalog, and it gives some history there, so you can kind of see a little bit more of what happened, that the BGCT created the college by action in 1960, so they did do what would have been set out in 1958 when the land was bought, that uh, the history goes back to kind of starting in 56 with the plans. But it's pretty neat to see just this little release just saying, we bought some land uh, for a new Baptist junior college. You know, you, you have to think there's excitement, there's vision. And then to know where Houston Baptist University sits today and all the students that they have, all the, the work they do, their apologetics department is incredible, just does uh, tremendous things. And uh, just imagine how many graduates are out there now. And in some ways, you know, it all started this week in SBC history. What I think is really cool about this is that the local Baptist Association was involved in this. Yes. They they said, hey, we recognize a, a need here. We need a Baptist college in Houston. It's a big town. It's growing. I'm sure it was back then. I mean, it's big now, but it was probably still big then. And they went out and and made this happen, you know, and worked with the BGCT and raised $3 million and all this. I mean, that's just fantastic. We we don't see a lot of that these days. Right. That's a very ambitious project for any association, uh, let alone one in 1956 and whenever they started all this. Yeah, and it's just neat. You get to – I enjoy – 
looking in these old issues because you see little seeds, this really small news release. And now where we sit, we can see what it became. And it, it's pretty cool. There's also a fun story. The second story in that issue is a story about the Arkansas Baptist paper printing a letter uh, that the editor had received that the person apparently didn't want their name to be released. So it said signed, but named withheld. And the letter just said, you are, I believe, doing a good job, but I am not an authority on that or anything else. And so a nice little pat on the back for editor Erwin McDonald there from someone who really didn't think they had the authority to, to speak about it. I enjoy those little stories in Baptist Press from back then also because uh, these are stories you just don't see in any paper anymore. These kind of random anecdotes. It's just not how journalism works anymore. Uh, but those are kind of fun little Easter eggs in there too. Yeah, those are fun. And it's it's always interesting to see what was important because whenever we look back into Baptist Press archives, we see a lot about hospitals. Yes. We were very involved in hospitals. There's a story in here about uh, one of the hospitals in uh, Kentucky, the Baptist Hospital in Kentucky. Right. But we we don't really talk about that. I mean, that's something that has kind of come and gone right. for the most part in Baptist life. And it, it's surprising to see something that is so prominent in these older yes. articles is something that is not even an afterthought. Like it's it's beyond that. Whatever's after an afterthought. Right. It, it just doesn't have any impact at all in Southern Baptist life today, which is very surprising. It does make you wonder what are the things that we're all talking about now that in 61 years... Right like this is, that people would be like, why were they even caring yeah, about care. that? Yeah, times change. They really do. And our and priorities change. And uh, so you're right. It'll be interesting to see how that changes 50, 60, 70 years from now. All right. That's going to bring us to our resource of the week. And I, I see the link here, Amy. I, I think this is a little personal favoritism here, but your resource of the week is? Uh, it is a conference coming up, sort of a one day, actually. It's a simulcast at the North American Mission Board. It's on May the 2nd, and it is on Islam in North America, Loving Your Muslim Neighbor. So it's connected with the book that came out in the last several months, edited by by. Micah Freeze and Keith Whitfield, editors. There are a lot of great contributors. Editors by. Yes. And, uh, but this is a simulcast that really focuses on some uh, of the the topics that are in that book, and it's specifically about Muslim populations in the U.S. and how we begin relationships with them, really from an evangelistic standpoint, to show and share the love of Christ. And uh, so the guest speakers are Andy DeFelice from Moriah International in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Micah Freeze, Keith Whitfield, Kambi Sagay from Southeastern, who has just an incredible story, um, Ken Bees. Yes. So Bob Roberts, Ed Stetzer, um, Bart Barber, I think, is is part of this. So it's a, wow. it's going to be a great a great thing. Now, if you are in the Atlanta area, there are still some spots, I believe, to go to the NAM building and to be a part of this in person. So to get to actually be there, interact. Uh, I would love to hear what Bob Roberts shares in person. He's so good. He's great. Uh, of course, Ed Stetzer, good friend of the pod. Cam Beez's story is incredible and in some of the ways that he can 
Sharon explained the importance of sharing the gospel with our Muslim neighbors. So I think it could be a great thing in person. But if you're not in the Atlanta area, you can sign up to be uh, to participate in the simulcast just to hear it. So we're going to throw that in there. It's completely free in person or online, completely free. You just need to sign up. So throwing that in there. All right. I'm going to check that out. That's just in a couple of weeks. So yes. a little less than two weeks away. Check that out. Uh, I will have to sign up for that and watch that. If, if yeah. not, the uh, the live, I'll barely be able to catch a, a replay or something. Yeah. So, so it's just that's a, one, awesome. it's a one, one day thing. So you can I didn't know they were doing that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. All right. My resource of the week is sbcadvance.com. It's our annual one-stop shop for the annual meeting. So uh, it's something that we launched last year, sbcadvance.com. We've got that up. We'll be adding to that as soon as we have uh, some of the particulars and the the schedule from the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting. I'm expecting that to release in the next week or two. Uh, publicly, so hopefully we'll have that and get some more information up on that site. But we've got links to registration, links to childcare, links to uh, the hotel information, everything and anything that you may need to find out uh, about the SBC annual meeting. We even have stuff about the pastors' conference there and some of the ancillary meetings, some of the things you hear Amy and I talking about uh, that we're looking forward to, whether it be the NAM lunch or the women's leadership breakfast uh, that Amy puts on every year. There's a lot of things going on at the annual meeting. We kind of have a Cliff's Notes version and a link to the full information. So if you don't see something listed that you thought you heard about, check the full listing uh, that we link to as well. We just kind of pulled out some of the highlights that we talk about or seem to talk about and seem to be very popular. Some of the larger gatherings that go on at the SBC annual meeting. So check out sbcadvance.com. Make that your one-stop shop for all things Southern Baptist annual meeting uh, for 2019 and beyond, really. I mean, that's where we kind of update everything every year. So sbcadvance.com. And we uh, will be adding to that as we get more information. That's my resource of the week. Very cool. And uh, this is this is one of my favorite times uh, to to start encouraging engagement. And uh, I love that we launched that site last year. So it's fun to have it have it back again. I cannot believe it's already time. Yeah, fifty days on Monday. Monday's Crazy. fifty days away. Can you believe that? And actually, if you if you really want to. It's going to be particular. It's probably about 50 days uh, on Saturday from the the pastor's conference. Right. So our our countdown goes to the Tuesday morning session, but you know right. things really kind of get going on Sunday night. So you back it up a couple of days and whatever. We're, we're about 50 days out. I know 50 days from now, you and I will be on the ground in Birmingham. Man, when will you get there? I, I don't know. I'm probably going to come down Saturday morning this year since it's an easy drive. Right. I'll probably come down Saturday morning. Yeah. I, I, there's there's no real reason for me to come down on Friday. Right. So we have VBS the week before. We have VBS family night that Friday night. So I'll probably just bounce down on Saturday morning. Well, we are, we're kind of a split house this time. Uh, Keith has to go early for resolutions committee. So I think Mary's going to go oh, yeah. with him. And Drew has his last day of eighth grade on Friday. So a big, you know, promotion ceremony. And then there's a, like a big thing for the, the eighth graders, kind of a, a party that the school does in the evening. And so I'll just be here through that. And he and I will get on a plane on Saturday morning. So all right. It'll be fun. Well, that, that sounds fun. And one other note regarding the annual meeting, you mentioned it, the resolutions committee. Resolutions are now being accepted. 
They are. That started this past week, April 15th. Resolutions acceptance opened. So if you have a resolution that you want to submit, submit that. Amy and Keith will not discuss those at the house uh, because she's a stickler like that. Have you established guidelines, Amy, for that at the house? Basically, the only thing that we talk about is what time do you need to be there in Birmingham? That's pretty much it. So he does his thing. I don't even know when they receive resolutions or when uh, they're, what does, what discussions they're having, uh, because I don't need to know about that until the report is released. So keeping the integrity of the process in the Whitfield house. Right. That's right. All right. Yeah. So if you have resolutions, get those in. They, uh, the information is at sbcadvance.com. So you can submit those resolutions. There you go. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us this week. Thanks again to Southern Seminary. Congratulations to everybody. seems like we've had a lot of congratulatory episodes recently, Amy. Um, and congratulations to us for being the third best podcast episode of 2018. Again, award-winning. I can't wait for the certificate. I keep expecting the Stanley Cup-type trophy to show up in the mail, and I think it's going to be a certificate. It, it is. It is. We've, until the certificate shows this, up, yes. I'm expecting the Stanley Cup or something that size. You should make a graphic out of it, take a picture, and put it on our website like a seal or something. Like it's a seal of yes. approval. You can post it. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, folks. We'll see you next week. See you next week.